Welcome to the Cadet Dome Podcast, where we explore the nature of reality, the primacy of consciousness, deliberate creation, and your personal empowerment. In this level of consciousness series, I'll be referencing David Hawkins' scale of consciousness to provide you with a breakdown of the life-rich and empowered levels. These are the levels going from 200 and up, and these are the levels wherein you demonstrate and embody that level of magnetism, that level of receptivity that I talk a lot about in my deliberate creation conversations. In this series, I'll highlight what psychological and emotional patterns arise for integration and embodiment at each of the levels, as well as what psychological and emotional patterns are transcended. And I address ways that you can calibrate to the specific level, as well as ways that you can transcend that particular level. The levels we'll explore are the courage level, the neutrality level, the willingness level, the acceptance level, the reason level, the love level, the joy level, the peace level, and the enlightenment level. If you do a quick search for David Hawkins scale of consciousness or David Hawkins map of consciousness, you'll see what these levels entail in sort of a preliminary overview sense. But I'll be going in depth on each of the levels. I'll also do a wrap-up episode at the end where I'll touch on some key distinctions that are very useful for you to have on your journey of self-evolution. Taking a look at the joy level of consciousness, here is where inner joy begins to be experienced as an internally arising state. So rather than being in response to external conditions, rather than you having a sense of joy because something in your life, you know, happened, at this level, it's an organically arising state within you. Now, Hawkins calls this the level of healing. Healing means the release of limiting patterns from your energy field that leads to more coherence, more inner tranquility, and a direct connection or uninterrupted connection to your core center. And this is what Hawkins and many spiritual traditions call the self with a capital S. So at this level, you really are coming into a sense of having a full connection to who you really are. The joy level of consciousness is characterized by a capacity for enormous patience and the persistence of a positive attitude regardless of the challenges being faced. If you explore the feeling of patience, there is a deep sense of trust and all is wellness embedded within it. So patience reflects that inner state of tranquility that becomes your internal norm. Patience is also a characteristic that allows you to persevere, that allows you to keep moving forward, to keep at whatever your long-term vision is, regardless of what arises. So this is a level where you really start connecting to that 
unwavering patience from the understanding that you know that all is well. Compassion is another characteristic of this level where you're able to see and understand the full picture of those around you. You see them in their strength, you see them in their light, and you see them in their limitations, and you have compassion for the full picture of who they really are. The joy level of consciousness is really the realm of the miraculous and the transformational. This is where intention, spiritual alignment, and potentiality naturally result in miraculous experiences. As a result of the level of coherence of the energy field, life synchronistically unfolds in miraculous and transformational ways. At this level, there really is no individual quote-unquote me in the sense of a separate self or personality that is believing to be the cause of these miraculous and transformational events. Now, the joy level of consciousness has a calibration level that is between 540 and 599. The emotion is serenity. The process is what Hawkins has named transfiguration. The life view is complete and the God view is one. The additional emotions you can associate with this level are obviously joy, inner peace, patience, tranquility, happiness, freedom, compassion, harmony, understanding, wonder, ecstasy, and a feeling of being cheerful. Now, what you start doing at the joy level is that you see everything in the world as an expression of love and divinity. And this isn't in the romanticized sense where you overlook the individuality and differences all around you, but rather from the recognition that there is only one life expressing itself and being expressed at different stages of development. So the the seeing of love and divinity everywhere is a kind of a holistic seeing. You also operate in your life and in the world from, as I mentioned earlier, an internal state of patience and serenity. So inner calm and inner joy are your natural default states at this, this level. These are the emotions that organically, naturally well up within you, just in, in the mere fact of your existence, in the mere fact of the existence and observation of life in all its diverse beauty. You've also developed a desire to use your state of consciousness for the benefit of life itself. You've become a naturally life-affirming presence in the world. You may start spontaneously experiencing inexplicable phenomena at this stage. This includes healings and transformations and it makes me think of Albert Einstein's quote of spooky action at a distance. So this is the level where you really start to experience spontaneously phenomena that aren't really typical of the other stages of consciousness, the other levels of consciousness. And again, you have to remember that these levels, the nonlinear realms, really are the realm of the miraculous. They're the realm of the things that we can explain 
through, you know, our rational or linear mindset and perspective. You may also experience a natural emergence of spiritual or mystical powers. Now, for those who explored or have explored Eastern esoteric teachings, these are the what are called the cities, the, the spiritual powers like, you know, precognition, distant viewing or remote ve- viewing, clairvoyance, clairaudience, extrasensory perceptions of different types, and phenomenon like bilocation or the ability to be in two places at the same time. So these spiritual or mystical powers that you likely have read about in different spiritual books would be experiences or or tendencies that emerge at this level. Now, the way I like to present that experience or that bit of information is, is to recognize that these are natural qualities of a highly coherent energy field. So I'll dive more into that later when we talk about the challenges of this level. So the other thing that you start doing at this level at the, you know, 540 to 599 level is that you have the recognition that these nonlinear realms operate by totally different principles. The rules of linearity, the rules of unidirectional flow don't really apply to what you experience at this level. You can't explain what you experience at this level in the in the terms of, in the language of, or in the concepts and constructs of the linear mind. The experiences of space and time at this level and in the nonlinear levels are really different from the experiences of linear mind, which structures flow, which structures the experience of events in a sequential unidirectional flow going from past to present to future and going only in that one direction. At this level, those principles don't apply. They, they, they don't really map to these nonlinear levels of consciousness. At this level, you also have an innate understanding that miracles occur when conditions are appropriate. Now, For those of you that have read my book, In Tune with Miracles, I write a lot about how miracles are the norm in our framework. And this is the level where you start to recognize that they are a naturally occurring condition of our framework, of our reality, when conditions are appropriate, when things are aligned and and connected and connecting appropriately. At this level, you also see yourself as a channel of love rather than a point of its origin. You tend to see the flow of universal love as originating everywhere. And this speaks to the the, the perspective you're coming into about the pervasiveness and primacy of consciousness. You recognize that universal consciousness or cosmic consciousness, which you can also call universal love or universal intelligence, is everywhere. It originates from a multiplicity of points. Um, And that's something that you start to recognize at this level. At this level, you're also in a deeper process of surrender. In terms of what you've transcended at this level, you've transcended the spiritual ego. You aren't claiming to be the doer or the cause 
of what you experience in life. So there's, there's no sense of claiming to be the point of origin for all of that you experience at this level. You also no longer hold on to opinions of others. So creating and holding charged mental positions of others isn't something that you do at this level. You're aware of the whole person. Even if impressions of others may arise, sort of mental impressions about, you know, who other people are, what what their personality is about, even though that may arise, you don't cling to them. You don't get wrapped up in them as consciousness at this level. You also don't hold onto opinions around past events. You don't carry negative charge about past experiences. Again, this goes back to how Hawkins identifies this level as being the level of healing. That healing that you experience is an ongoing unfolding. So you just don't create any kind of a charged imprint in your energy field at this level. You're sort of releasing whatever experiences arise, whatever mental impressions form, and you're able to maintain a kind of energetic transparency in that regard. You also, in connection to that, you don't hold conscious or unconscious expectation of others. So really, this is a level in which you are predominantly in your natural state of being pure consciousness. You're not creating or holding on to mental containers or emotional containers in a way where you would um, in the other levels of consciousness. Now, the challenges for the joy level are, are similar to the challenges I addressed in the love level of consciousness. The limiting cultural narratives around the nonlinear levels is is what you encounter and have to transcend to really be able to experience this level of consciousness and really any of the nonlinear levels of consciousness with the creative freedom that you have as consciousness to experience these levels in your own unique way. As you explore these nonlinear levels, you want to be mindful and discerning about the maps and models offered from culture so that your path and journey into these readily available realms are informed by inclusive and empowering constructs. There are a lot of dualistic narratives that talk about energy accumulating in the lower chakras and this being why you know individuals who are spiritual aren't able to transcend their quote-unquote lower nature and these types of narratives approach the consciousness of instinct as something to leave behind these types of narratives make people encode for ungrounded patterns and tendencies where They don't fully allow life force, their prana, their chi, to cycle appropriately through all of the energy centers. The thing about these nonlinear levels is that you are able to fully experience them when you're able to be grounded, when you're able to maintain your connection to the earth, to to stay connected through, you know, that root chakra. So, Any dualistic narrative that 
you know, creates these distinctions of higher nonlinear realms being, you know, more desirable than your sort of earthly existence have to be recognized for the dualistic narrative that they're offering. Narratives of neglecting physical function, leaving quote-unquote earthly matters behind and the like, all reflect maps or models that promote dissociation and duality. Now, at these levels, you recognize that consciousness is, is one. There's one unified field. There's one unified consciousness. There isn't a an earthly realm and a spiritual realm as two distinct and separate and isolated realms. There's one unified field that has different densities of expression. And you want to recognize that. You want to recognize when sort of the cultural scripts, the cultural narratives you encounter as you explore these more nonlinear, more quote-unquote spiritualized levels, you want to recognize what those scripts are pointing to and where they're coming from. The other thing that you'll kind of discover when you're exploring spirituality and these sort of more expanded levels of consciousness is the narrative that says, you know, spiritual devotion is a necessary prerequisite to progressing or emerging into these expanded states of consciousness. And what I want you to consider is that consciousness expansion is an evolutionary impulse. It's a natural sort of inscribed in your DNA propensity that you don't really have to embody culturally prescribed narratives or culturally prescribed conditions to stepping into your full and total self. So if you want to experience your expansion through spiritual devotion, great, go for it. But if that's not what excites you, you can co-create with the field other avenues of your consciousness expansion. You have that power. You are an integral and empowered center of consciousness in that regard. The other narrative that you'll find here that can become a challenge for you to overcome is the narrative that these levels, these more expanded states of consciousness are very rare, that only a few people or a very small percentage of people can experience it. And this is, again, a cultural narrative of unattainability. It creates an undertone of the need for you to be special or or there's a residue of inequality in the way that it presents your ability to experience these levels of consciousness. That, you know, only a chosen few or a rare few can expand their consciousness and tune their energy fields to these levels. And that's a false cultural narrative. The undertones of specialness of the superiority of these expanded states are all narratives you want to question. You have to reflect on how, again, it is one universal life, one universal intelligence expressing and unfolding in the myriad of forms that we conceptualize as material or spiritual and the like, that you are this universal consciousness. You are this universal intelligence, that this is your essence. This is your true nature. And as that, you are co-creatively free, creatively free to experience your expandedness and the, the various levels of your expandedness in any way that is enjoyable to you. 
So it's not about, you know, someone up there in the higher dimensions selecting a few rare individuals and bestowing upon them some ability to transcend or emerge onto these more expanded nonlinear levels. That is not how life is unfolding through the cosmos. The idea of spiritual powers is also something that has the sort of cultural wrapping of unattainability to it. And what I invite you to do is, is to recognize that higher sensory systems are a part of the human energy field. So what we call the torus or the biofield is equipped with higher sensory systems that we may not at this point in our sort of scientific evolution be able to name them, but they're there. These aren't abilities you gain that spontaneously and sporadically appear and disappear in the same way that physical body has those five senses, the eyes, the ears, the sense of smell and all of that. Consider that the energy body, our, our higher dimensional body or our field of consciousness itself has sensory systems that become perceivable to the nervous system once you've cleared out a sufficient amount of the noise in the DNA from limiting beliefs and unhealed patterns and the like. The narratives that paint a picture that says, you know, the higher your calibration or the more spiritual your consciousness, the less interested you are in the quote unquote ordinary world is another narrative that you want to question or these, this idea that the more expanded your field, the more you are in these more expanded states of consciousness, the less capable you are in functioning in the world because you're just so blissed out. This again is a contradiction and dualistic perception that kind of glamorizes spirituality. It makes it special while diminishing or disparaging aspects of our physical world. At this stage of our evolutionary development, we say things like, we hear things like, oh, well, you know, you kind of forget about the body when you are enlightened or when you are in these higher, more expanded states of consciousness. The the reality is that your very expansion in consciousness in any of these levels reveals that there really is no such thing as an ordinary world. Again, we have our existence in this infinite expanse of intelligence, of universal consciousness. And it's a very non-ordinary world that we live in, that our, our biology itself is miraculous. Our solar system and the way the planets are organized is miraculous. There's really nothing mundane or ordinary about any part of our physical embodied life. And there's no need to sort of diminish the beauty of embodied existence in an, an effort to sort of promote and draw people toward, you know, exploring spirituality. When it comes to how functional you are in the world, how functional you can be in the world physically while calibrating in these expanded levels of consciousness, you, you have to recognize that your nervous system and your stage of development allow you to regulate yourself into and out of these nonlinear states. You're not tranced out or blissed out, you know, unless you're on mind-altering compounds. If these are states of consciousness you're moving into through, through your evolutionary growth, 
you're you're not dissociating you're not leaving your ability to self-regulate behind you're not checking your ability to self-regulate at the door of your expansion in fact your ability to self-regulate yourself into states of all kinds becomes even more enhanced so you want to be mindful of these cultural narratives these these scripts that are out there that try to explain these nonlinear realms by kind of diminishing or devaluing your embodied existence. Any, any narrative that dismisses or devalues the physical body, this intricate system of brain and nerves and, you know, muscle and flow that is designed to calibrate and access innumerable frequencies and patterns it's kind of sad <laughs> because our nervous system is is equally magical in its ability to tune into and allow us to perceive and experience these nonlinear realms. So again, you want to question the maps and models you encounter as you try to navigate these nonlinear territories of consciousness. To me, the reason, you know, people can get floaty or spacey or too spaced out is because the scripts that they're making use of, these cultural narratives they're making use of, aren't educating them on how to be embodied in these more expanded states of consciousness and these more expanded levels of consciousness. You hear about people retiring to the mountains because they've reached a level of consciousness that makes them unable to function in the world and that's a limitation of the script the map the model that they're given your nervous system itself is highly adaptable to frequency spectrums of all kinds and that's something you want to be mindful of now if that's your choice to sort of you know withdraw from quote unquote worldly life if that's your co-creative choice that's an empowered decision but that's not the only option available to you if you want to step into exploring these nonlinear dimensions of experience. So again, as I, you know, touched upon in the, the love level of consciousness, the constructs you encounter at this level, the, the concepts, the maps and models you're offered at this level are, are things you want to be discerning about. You want to question the maps that you're making use of, that try to give you a picture of how to navigate, how to move through, how to explore these nonlinear levels. And you, you want to check for, you know, is this an empowering map? Is this a map that makes this level of consciousness accessible to me? Is this a map or model or description of how things unfold at these levels? a sort of presentation that makes me feel like I have everything I need to be able to navigate, explore, and emerge in this level of consciousness. And if it's not, if it's not empowering you, if it's not making you feel like you have the capacity, you have the means, you have the sort of universally gifted, cosmically gifted internal resources, then you want to discard that map and find a new map. They're there. You can find them. <laughs> you, can, you can draw them into your experience. Just recognize that however you want to emerge onto these levels, however you want to 
experience these qualities of consciousness that are accessible to you you can you have the internal mechanisms multidimensionally speaking you have the internal mechanisms you need to be able to emerge into them to experience them and to participate in these nonlinear territories so really exercise discernment on the maps you make use of and the cultural or traditional scripts you internalize you integrate as you explore the nonlinear levels of consciousness now to deliberately calibrate to the joy level of consciousness notice what it would be like to look through the lens of this level to have the emotion that sort of serenity in in your day-to-day experience to to operate in your world from an internal state of serenity for your view of life to be that it's complete for your view of the higher power to be that understanding that there's only one power there's this unified field there's this universal consciousness that is expressing itself in a variety of forms so put that lens on and see what it's like to move through your day from that embodied perspective the habits of perception of this level is something that you can mentally rehearse your ability to see all things as divinity your ability to see the sort of universal love originating from a multiplicity of points that emotional tone of inner joy and faith and ecstasy and patience compassion persistence beauty perfection surrender and and ecstasy these are all emotional tones and and psychological habits of perceptions that you can play with regardless of whatever level of consciousness you calibrate at right now so you can try on these ways of perceiving yourself and the world and see where that takes you so having beliefs that you know everything happens effortlessly through synchronicity that is a definitively different belief than what you'll find in some of the other levels of consciousness so you can mentally rehearse that and see how it feels you know if you were to right now look at your experience and see that everything was happening effortlessly through synchronicity what what does that feel like to you you know what sort of mental filters sort of get circled or cycled in your awareness as you entertain beliefs of that sort now to transcend this level from 540 to 599 really there's one main thing and that is not being attached to the state of ecstasy not being attached to that welling of bliss and inner joy that arises at this level you essentially surrender the state of wonderment the state of awe and wonder you feel at this level and that's what will allow you to emerge onto the level that follows that concludes our exploration of this level Stay tuned for the continuation of the Levels of Consciousness series in future episodes. If you're enjoying the Cadest Ohm podcast, you can help grow the show by subscribing on Apple and Spotify and by sharing your favorite episodes with your friends and community. 
I've got lots of resources designed to support you on your growth and deliberate creation journey. I've got many videos on my YouTube channel, including affirmations and guided meditations, a free resources library with tools and worksheets you can use, books on Amazon on a number of different topics on consciousness and co-creation, online courses at my online school, including a free course on understanding the levels of consciousness. And I also share tips regularly on my blog and my newsletter and on my social channels. You can learn more and find all of these resources on my website at infinite-life.com. The link to my website is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'll see you next time on the Cadestone Podcast.